Grace and peace be yours today from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I have to read it again. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. Forgiveness. That's the name of the game in these verses and in church. But to be sure, this this is no game. This is serious business. More than that, it's a life or death situation. Because there is a problem. And our verses today deal with that problem. Sins and sin. Sins with an S on the end are the many times we miss the mark. Sin with no S on the end, just sin, is the sum total. Because there actually is a specific number of sins, tallied for each of us, but only God knows it. Now David in Psalm 19 knows, and Scripture tells us, that no man can possibly count or add up his transgressions. This bothers us. We are fixers by nature. We want to make right what is wrong. It seems like we're always putting out fires, fixing what is broken, just trying to put things right. You know, there's a lot of simple broken things, like at some point in the next week, I need to sharpen my mower blade. Fairly simple, fairly easy. There are other simple things like flat tires. Changing a spare tire, not too bad. They get a little bit more technical, like clogged drains. There's something broken that not too much fun to fix, but we know how to do it. But there's a much more complicated brokenness. Broken homes, broken families, broken marriages, broken relationships, terribly broken feelings, broken by sin. Well, it's easy to figure out why you have a flat tire when you can see the nail sticking out of it. One obstruction causes one breakage, and you assess it, and you fix it. I'll tell you, it's much more difficult to pin down the sins of a broken relationship. Because there's a lot of them. There are so many. They're uncountable. But I tell you, God knows exactly how many he He knows the number of hairs upon your head. The Lord knows the number of the grains of sand on the earth, the number of stars in the sky. You better believe he's also able to count your sins. And the Lord's justice demands that he counts them against you or someone. The Lord could actually catalog your sins and 
write them out in a very long, long list. And I'm just talking about the sins that led to broken relationships. Like an odometer that just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. Can't even follow the numbers. And the Lord could read these charges against you, even according to the Ten Commandments, and it would take a very, very long time. Eons. But you know, this actually happens on the last day for unbelievers. Jesus, whom unbelievers denied, will come to judge them. And the entire list of charges that caused relationships to be broken, whether it's between you and others or between you and God, if you do not believe, those charges will be read to you in an instant. Quicker than a snap. Every one of your sins will be brought to light and flash before your eyes. An instantaneous, enormous terror for unbelievers, caused by the list of many things that bent and bruised relationships, dulled relationships, or even destroyed relationships that you have with each other and that you have with God. One of the earliest known relationships between man and God is between Abraham and God. The Lord said to Abraham, look toward heaven and number the stars, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. And Abraham believed the Lord. And the Lord counted. And the Lord counted it to him as righteousness. Abraham's sins were covered. Abraham's sin will not be counted against him on the day of judgment. Now, Abraham did not have children until he was much older. And then he had a son, Isaac, whom the Lord provided. Abraham and his son Isaac... They appear to have a strange, broken relationship in today's Old Testament reading. How could this happen? But the Lord uses this lesson to teach us. The Lord, as it says, tested Abraham, and it was to see if Abraham still believed him a couple of decades later. Isaac, the only son was loyal and obedient to his father to the point of death. Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord provided a sacrifice. And yet again, the Lord counted it to Abraham as, as righteousness and blessedness. Abraham didn't try to fix the relationship with God. Abraham didn't Try to get these things right in order that he wouldn't have to sacrifice his son with fire and knife. Abraham didn't even know the saving name of Jesus Christ. He simply trusted 
that the Lord would provide the sacrifice that gave to him his righteousness. This very righteousness of God, freely given in grace to Abraham, is also recounted by David in Psalm 32. So important, in fact, that Paul recounts it again in Romans. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. Herein lies the cure for broken relationships. Here's the recipe for reconciliation. But one thing, have you ever noticed when you try harder and harder to fix a relationship, the more broken it becomes? Forgiveness is a power that starts from above. Forgiveness is the power from above in holy baptism today. Reconciliation between man and God happened right here. Forgiveness in relationship with your family and your friends must first begin with your forgiveness from the Lord. Forgiveness began for Abraham when he believed the Lord who called him to faith. Forgiveness continues for you when you believe in Jesus Christ who calls you by his gospel to faith. And your countless lawless deeds are let go. The eons long list of your sins just vanishes in the breeze. They have been covered. Covered by the righteousness which was given to Abraham. Clothed in the garments of holiness. Garments made clean by the blood of the Lamb. Your sum total of sin will not count against you, dear believers. It is erased by the Lord. For you believe the Lord, and the Lord counts it to you as righteousness. Just as God called Abraham and to believe in a sacrifice that the Lord would provide, in that same way God calls you. Just as God called David to believe in his offspring, God also calls you to believe in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, he had this planned all along. He is the Yahweh before Abraham. So Jesus calls you to believe in him. Jesus has called you to to follow him to the place of sacrifice. To the place where we know it ends on Lent, and that's at the cross. And then to an empty tomb. And we respond with the words of our creed, I believe, as we heard a few times today. And we respond because we state our belief in the presence of his church before all mankind. Your faith, St. Paul, is confirmed by the Lord. Your faith, Chuck and Joni, is confirmed by the Lord. You are forgiven, and you are righteous, and you're blessed. And as we respond to the gospel, as we bear the fruit of our faith, 
We must attend to the brokenness that remains in, with families and with our friends. We are called to attend to what breaks relationships. Sins and sin. We are to forgive them. And we are to ask for forgiveness. For this is his holy design for all reconciliation. In the name of Jesus, amen.